You're listening to the PMO Strategies Podcast, where PMO leaders become impact drivers. This is episode 223. Well, hey there, impact driver. Welcome to the PMO Strategies Podcast. I am your host, Laura Bernard. Today and for the next few weeks, I have something pretty special for you. Well, it's pretty special to me, and I think it's going to be pretty special to you too. We just finished the Impact Summit in September, and as a part of that, I invited a few folks from the Impact Accelerator Mastermind, my coaching and collaboration group with PMO and strategy delivery leaders from all around the world. Now, it used to just be coaching, but now it's truly become a mastermind, meaning we have people that have been in the program for years, and they are growing and building new skills and supporting others in the community and really truly having an impact not only in the organizations they work in, but on each other. And as a part of our Impact Summit this year, we invited a few of them to speak and share their lessons learned, share their insights, share what their toughest challenges were and how they've overcome them. It's time for our Impact Accelerator Mastermind participants to give back and also let their voice be heard. They've got some great ideas and insights and lessons learned that I wanted to share with our Impact Summit participants. But I have to tell you, when I watched their sessions that were mostly interviews with other co-hosts from this year's Impact Summit, my friends from all over the world, I actually started getting teary-eyed. And there's a good reason for that. You see, I've been able to be a part of the development and growth of these fabulous mastermind participants. And it's just been so cool to be a part of their journey and see how their careers have taken off and how they've just simply evolved and been able to do really cool things. It warms my heart that I got to be a part of that journey. So I decided that not only was I going to host them as fabulous thought leader participants at this year's summit to share their expertise as practitioners in this space, I also decided that I was going to give them the stage of the PMO Strategies podcast to share their best ideas, insights, and what they wish they had known when they were starting out. So this week's episode is from Willetta Love. Willetta is my mindset queen. Willetta has been a part of the Impact Accelerator Mastermind and the Impact Engine System, the training and implementation program that's the foundation of everything they've learned for a while now. And you can tell. When you listen to this episode of the podcast, I just want you to remember, I didn't tell her to say any of this. And frankly, at first, I was feeling a little awkward about sharing her session because it was such a walking testimonial of the Impact Engine System and the Impact Accelerator Mastermind. But then I thought about it for a while and realized that this is actually the same way I talk about other training programs that I've been in and other mastermind programs that I've been in that have really helped shape me, my career, and my development. For example, I talk a lot about Marisa Murgatroyd and her mentoring program that she has for entrepreneurs. I talk endlessly about Michael and Amy Port, who have a fabulous company called Heroic Public Speaking, which is where I learned a lot of my professional speaking skills. And Michael Port and I go way back to when I first started learning from him when I started my company in 2013, when I read Book Yourself Solid, which is why we have a completely referral-based consulting business a decade later. And of course, last but certainly, 
finally not least, is my dear friend and book hero, A.J. Harper. If you ever want to write a book, she's the one you want to do it with. She has a book called Write a Must Read. She finally got out from behind other people's books and wrote her own book. And she also has this incredible program for helping you write a bestseller, a top three book. Now, I share all that just to say that I think it's super important that you have people in your community surrounding you, coaching you, guiding you, teaching you all of the things so you don't have to learn it all the hard way. And so when I was listening to Aletta talk about the Impact Engine system and the mastermind, I was feeling a little shy about it at first, but then realized, you know what? No, this is exactly how I talk about the people that have changed my life and the programs that have changed my life, my career, and made it so that I can give you all that I do from this podcast to our training and implementation programs to our consulting business and of course the Impact Accelerator Mastermind. So know that I had to do a little personal stretching beyond my comfort zone to even share this with you. But the way she talks about what this program has done for her is meaningful. She's made huge leaps and bounds and has incredible support from her sponsor internally who funds these programs for her because she's made such a big impact. And I know she talks about it a little here, but I'm telling you, if I've seen anyone have a mindset shift and really truly drive every decision they make from an impact driver mindset, it's Willetta. And I am incredibly proud of her. So without further ado, I'm going to share with you her interview with my friend, Amanda Oakenfold, one of the Impact Summit co-hosts for this year. And Willetta is going to tell you a little bit about her journey and how she's applied the program to make a bigger impact. So if you've ever been on the fence about the Impact Engine system or what it can do for you, I don't think you'll have any doubts after listening to Willetta share her journey, her story, and how what she's learned has shaped her and helped her elevate her impact and her career. And then over the next few weeks, you'll hear from other students that I just can't help but brag about because they are doing really big things in their careers as well. So let's dive into Willetta's episode and let me know what you think. And please connect with her on LinkedIn and just share how much her message is helping you think about elevating your own impact, getting a seat at the table, and knowing that it all starts with your mindset. Welcome to the Impact Summit. My name's Amanda Oakpool. I'm, I'm your host for today. We have Willetta talking with us about the importance of applying a strategic perspective using project management. Hi, Willetta. Thanks for being with us today. It's really nice to meet you. Hi, Amanda. Nice to meet you as well. I'll probably cut to the chase and jump straight into some awesome questions just to learn more about you as we go. Tell me about your role. Well, again, I will let to love and I currently work as a senior process optimization manager at the American Psychological Association. And I help to improve project management practices within the association's work environment so that as employees who initiate and lead or take part in projects, deliver on strategy with the highest return on investment as quickly as possible to support APA's ability to achieve its mission and enhance the impact APA and psychology have on the field and broader society. And in my role, I believe it's important to continually learn and effectively practice ways to help myself, to help others work better through effective project management processes. To translate the APA strategic plan, only the second in the association's 130 years 
hear history into action. And also part of my ongoing learning development is maintaining my project management professional certification. And this is how I discovered PMO strategy. I was Googling for no-cost ways to fulfill my professional development unit requirement. And while leveraging PMO strategies, free offerings, which did contribute to my recertification, I attended an impact summit conference. It was so helpful and eye-opening that I paid out of pocket to participate in the impact engine system and coaching program. Not only did my participation in these programs accelerate my thinking, my deputy chief of strategy stated in a testimonial that my participation, quote, has given will I the insights needed to guide a complex matrix of stakeholders to drive more value and impact for the organization, close quote. Definitely happy to say that I was fully reimbursed (laughs) with (laughs) the commitment from my deputy to continue to invest in my development through the PMO strategies, programs, and other related offerings. So that's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. It's it's so awesome to see how by training ourselves up, getting better at what we do internally just rolls in. And in your case, into the community, that is phenomenal how you can see that happening. So throughout your time in those role, that role and or maybe others in your career, what have you found to be your biggest challenges? Well, I think I want to kind of relate it to how I experience the impact engine system or IES system in the, in the coaching program. And there are two things that really, really struck home for me. Definitely the key challenge was because I'm being aware of my limiting beliefs that I had about myself and the work that I do and how I interact with others. And the system itself or the offerings itself from PMO strategies really start off with foundational principles that have really helped me to become more confident and what I already know and how and build on what I already know through practicing and continuing development. So that's the first challenge. We get inside of our heads and often it's not the truth. We already know enough. We don't work alone. We're not on an island. And I do provide value through what I have to offer for my organization with the continuing development and help through organizations like PMO Strategies. The second challenge, which is really huge, as I went through the program, one of the biggest things that gets missed when you are delivering projects is there's not enough planning or gathering of information to inform better decision making throughout the life of the project. So as I went through the program very early on, I used a lot of the assessment tools to capture data. And I also um, compiled the information that I gathered along with organizational-wide surveys to get a baseline on the perceptions of project management practices, competency, and performance across APA. And after analysis of the feedback, it really indicated clear inconsistencies and conflicts in how we work or how work was done on projects throughout the organization. And also, Yeah. (laughs) And ultimately, there was agreement that many of the challenges pointed to a core issue. Of course, misalignment of how work was done when starting up a project. What do we do? You know, most people, the mindset is, hey, I have a solution. Let's start building. (laughs) Jumping right in without really being clear about some key elements such as what is the problem you're trying to solve or the opportunity that you're trying to seize? And where are you now? And who Mm -hmm. have you? included in the conversation to answer these questions and where do you want to go? And is it important enough to invest or make the investment in terms of time, money, resources, et cetera, to do a project to advance what it is that you're trying to 
achieve in terms of the organization's strategies and goals. And the next thing in terms of misalignment is not only what happens or doesn't happen when starting up a project, it's managing the project. And as I just mentioned, most people jump right into just doing, doing, doing without having critical foundational information to inform how they may think about delivering the project. Most people focus on the the output or the deliverable, but that's just a means to an end to advance the outcomes or to get the results that are needed, again, to advance the organization's strategic goals and objectives. And then finally, in addition to starting up a project and the misalignment between starting it up and managing the project, ending the project, how do we wrap that up? How do we wrap up the project or even a project phase in terms of work? Did we do all the necessary activities that are involved with monitoring the progress and making sure that we got the value for which the project was created to produce and delivering that solution. So that survey really indicated that there were gaps in those three areas, what happens before a project, what happens during a project, and what happens or or not in terms of closing a project. A lot of people, for example, one of the things that came out of the survey was, does a project ever end? Some people like to drag them on. (laughs) (laughs) For whatever reason, right? Yeah. However, um, if nothing was done to address these symptoms and then ultimately all leading to a root problem, again, which was misalignment between those three areas. Um, As a consequence, of course, the projects may or may not achieve what they set out. It's funny you say that. I only had a conversation yesterday about herding cats. And I said, (laughs) there's no use herding cats unless you have a box to put them in, which is going back to your point of you've actually got to think about what you're there to do and just not run off and do stuff. So yeah, it's really nice to see some of these themes that you get out of this session and out of the Impact Summit is able to be drawn across no matter which industry you're in. There's a lot of similarities. Really interesting and fascinating. On that, Willada, what was the first aha moment that you have had throughout this process? So another key lesson learned from the IES system, along with insights from participating in the coaching program and its many members, the big aha for me was definitely not only was the program structured, but the strategy life cycle, which is PMO strategy structured approach that supports the connection between the business strategy, what should happen before the project starts, and connecting it to the delivery of a project, how it gets done, and making sure that the teams are aligned in getting that work done. And also, again, not only from the business strategy to delivery of the project from start to finish, through the entire life cycle. Again, those three areas that I mentioned, starting up a project, managing a project, and ending a project. The way that life cycle, it was very simple when you look at it, and you're probably see it a lot during the summit, but it was so instrumental and continues to be instrumental in my thinking. It really helped to influence and guide my way of thinking about how to solve the core problem that we were having. And it included cross-organizational work group and stakeholder participation. And with that collaboration, it resulted in the development of what we call the shared project management framework, which is a common general best practice reference for managing a project from start to finish in APA's environment. So with that particular structured approach, again, called the strategy life cycle, it really helped inform how we would develop within APA's work environment our own unique shared approach to delivering projects from, again, from start to finish. And what you see on the slide, again, is the strategy life cycle that you'll probably see throughout the conference. 
But I leveraged that framework in order to create APA's own unique general best practice project management framework. And starting with the strategy definition, it's really important to be clear about and answer the question, what work will we do to create the change necessary for delivering business results in the form of benefits and value? So again, as I mentioned earlier, we tend to jump in the middle of creating the solution, but we're not clear, which were many of the uh, challenges that came up in the surveys of why, why we're doing something. Who's the owner? Why are we doing this? Why is it important? A lot of questions weren't answered before people jumped into doing the projects, which are major vehicles for change. And it's important to set up and design your project so that it focuses on delivering business results or outcomes versus outputs, the things you are creating, in order to achieve the overarching goals and objectives of an organization. You don't want a solution looking for a problem that may or may not align with advancing towards where the organization wants to go. And then secondly, what you see is the next part of the strategy life cycle called the strategy execution. It's important to think about with others and have a conversation about how are we going to get the work done? In other words, for delivering results towards successfully achieving an organization's strategic goals and objectives, you need to answer what are the sequence of tasks, which are really plans of actions we have to implement to complete a project, produce the solution to deliverables within the given constraints. So I said a lot there. That was really informative. I think one of the most important things is we don't have all the money in the world. And, you know, people get burned out as well. And they already probably have 10, if not more projects that they're tasked to do. So we really need to be clear about if we're producing the deliverables to address that solution, we really need to know what those constraints are, not just from time, money, and cost, but what about your operational readiness? What about what's going on in the environment? You might be excited about what it is that you're doing, but can you really do it? Especially if you're working on projects that are related to compliance. It might be exciting to do something, but you have to really assess different factors, internal and external, and really talk about the strengths and weaknesses and opportunities and threats, as an example, because you are limited with those resources. And it's not just your project. The resources are allocated across the organization. And then secondly, in addition to the plans of actions in the strategy execution space, it's important to have a conversation with the team who's carrying out the plan work, what's necessary to produce those solution deliverables. Oftentimes, um, and I don't even get caught up in the conversation, we do agile, we do waterfall or whatever the flavor of the day is. From a strategic perspective, really the focus should be on allowing the teams to decide what is the best approach for them to use, whether it is one method or another or a mix of them. This particular solution is agnostic of a particular methodology, although Mm. that should be part of the discussion that the team should have. And then last, the strategy realization piece of it. Ask a question, or for me, I interpret it as, did we actually do something of value? In other words, did how we think about and perform the project-related work together deliver the measurable project outcomes or business results 
results in the form of benefits and value. So usually once the output is done, you'll hear things like we had 100 or 200 percent participation in a training or and I hate to be sarcastic about it, but this is how I hear it in my ears. We're really yeah. talking about the widgets, the output and, and the widgets of it. But that output was created in order to drive the outcomes to produce some va- the benefits and the value that should have been discussed really in the upfront piece of it. But you have to monitor and mm-hmm. track your progress in terms of did you realize that that benefit? You have to make sure you're measuring how you're getting to those high impact incomes and not just how you are perfecting the output. Yeah, keep them in your crosshairs. When yeah, you and you have to make sure you are measuring the attended business benefits in a way that demonstrates whether or not it was worth doing the project in the first place. Yeah, well, definitely if you're coming away from that, I think it's a good time or if you see that peel away, that's a good time to have a conversation if the project is still valid. So yeah, it's, it's really nice life sort of continuous improvement discussion to have along the way. It's a really hot topic at the minute. So utilizing the strategy life cycle approach, the structured approach, I'm working with others in APA's environment to streamline and how we work across projects. I was able to use that strategy life cycle to map our unique approach to how we get or deliver projects from end to end, which is shown on the slide in terms of how each component of the strategy life cycle was mapped to the development of our unique approach. And at a very high level for each key element, we defined as a core team with input from our work group members, and stakeholders across the organization, what did we want to name our phases? What activities will be grouped within those phases? Be clear and brief about the description for those phases, and then really be clear about what the major deliverables were in order to submit the information to inform our decision makers with enough information to make better, quicker, faster quality decisions, which is critical. And to do that, another key element of the framework was supporting tools, uh, providing supporting tools and templates, again, that was developed in collaboration with others so that you didn't have to guess. We wanted to take the guesswork out of what information was needed by providing key questions to answer at any point in the life of the project cycle. Awesome. That's quite an in-depth, comprehensive approach. (laughs) (laughs) It's good to see such quality coming out of the learnings that you can apply. It's quite fabulous. And it's indicative of why we get together and have these events and, and connect the way we do. What do you think are the keys to your success as a PMO leader so far? So again, I have to really go back to, you have to get out of your own head and overcome your limiting beliefs and the way to do that is continue your own development, put it into practice because the practice is what gives you the confidence. And so that's what I experienced myself. I would take a lot of what I learned and in increments, I would just try it, right? (laughs) It's kind of like throwing mud at the wall and cleaning cleaning it up as you go along. But I was very fortunate that I worked with a great bunch of folks and with support from my leadership that really allowed me to practice these things, which was very important because they're investing in me to provide value to help advance the work of the organization. The other thing in terms of keys to my success is something, again, that I learned from the program. In my mind, it's iterate, improve, and involve because we tend to think, oh, we have to be perfect, right? That fear of making a mistake, not I. (laughs) It is chunking your work (laughs) and deciding 
knowing what you're going to do, because literally you're prioritizing, right? You're assessing and prioritizing and planning and executing and then checking all the time. But you want to prioritize what those tasks are. And then you just iterate, improve and evolve. And you decide, for me, we do 90 days of cycles and then 30 days of reporting cycles. And again, I just embrace that from the program itself. And it's very, very helpful. We're not overwhelming people. We know where we're going at a point in time. And it's just enough for us to oftentimes just make quick wins and continue to build the relationships that we need to build to have folks involved and interested and engaged in uh, what we're trying to do in terms of the change that we're trying to achieve or have accepted and adopted. Yeah. The other thing in terms of my success is, again, it goes back to this mindset is so critical. I can't say that enough. It is allow time for change to stick. We want to see the results and the improvement right away. And that is usually, I mean, you get that pressure from your leaders, right? Who toss something over and say, hey, go do this. But how do you manage the conversations and the engagement activities and how to inform people in a way to help them to understand that this is where we are right now. We can do this for right now. We're still focused on moving forward towards this change. Here's the progress we have so far. But sometimes, depending on the complexity of the project, it's not an overnight thing. You have to allow time to see the results that come out of that project. Yeah, Change can be slow. I like that. Change can be slow. I think the other thing that I hear a lot about is it's always about the latest and greatest technology. I mean, it's great and it's important, but I do believe believe that you need to come to an agreement and make sure that your processes are clear and that it works for all who need to be involved. And when you get that right, then you can automate to go faster because your technology is only going to be as good as the configuration of your processes in the system. And if you're not clear about that, you may have some challenges along the way. You can go really fast doing the wrong thing. <laughs> oh, okay. I so right. I really agree with you, Aleta. Absolutely. But if you could go back and talk to your former you, which would be lovely. I've got some messages I'd talk to my former self, your younger self. When you were starting this journey, what would you tell yourself? I think I would tell myself to be patient because I, even with this program, and I, it's just normal. I've done it and everybody has done it. You want to get in there and it's like, oh, I have the magic answer <laughs> to all my challenges. And you just go through the program at warp speed. Don't do it. Pace yourself. It takes time. And as I mentioned earlier, I applied what what I learned as I went through the different modules and content of the program. And it also meant that in my already busy professional and personal life, I had to really focus and dedicate time and what I said I wanted to learn and followed that up with some some action. And I think for a lot of new people, especially for those who may come into the program itself, really, I have met so many fabulous people, particularly in the coaching program. We know we always feel that we're not good enough, but that's not true. That's another mindset thing. It's just really trust and believe in your own abilities to get to the outcomes you are trying to achieve. You know enough. And again, as part of continuing development is your practicing. And that, as I 
I have found has really built my confidence as I feel it will for others. And I think to be purposeful and intentional about bringing people through the change, you got to build relationships and trusting relationships. So you have to do what? You got to interact with people. (laughs) No way around it. We don't do this work on an island and nor should we. It's very important to be inclusive and gather the input from a variety of perspectives along the way. I think it just makes things a little less chaotic. It helps people to go along, go with you through the change without a lot of resistance, although you may have some resistance that's normal. But if you involve people from the start all the way through, again, the life cycle of a project, you will find that you will have better acceptance and adoption of what it is that you're trying to achieve. Yeah. What I'm kind of hearing you say there is all those aspects that you've applied just grow your leadership skills and just create great leaders, which can see in yourself. It's where you're able to influence in the end. I love that, Amanda, because I think one of the other parts of this program, in addition to the strategy life cycle, it weaves in two important elements as part of change. It weaves in, I've been talking about people side of change. So it weaves in change management processes to bring people with you through the change. And it also weaves in the element of leadership and sponsorship practices for ensuring that your executives and people managers fully endorse and participate through their visible and active support in driving the acceptance and adoption of the desired change necessary for delivery business results in the form of benefit and value. So all the project management piece through the strategic perspective of through the approach of the strategy lifecycle, the change management piece, and the leadership and sponsorship pieces are critical. And by the way, for those of you who practice ADCAR through ProSci, mm-hmm. it, so the program really weaves in that perspective which is for me mind-blowing because it's structured so well that you don't even know that mm. you're getting just great best practices around strategies, not only from the technical side, but your people side, and then how to make sure that you have the support of your executives and key leaders. That's really a great point because some people who are watching interested in the Impact Engine System and the Impact Accelerated Mastermind Coaching Program, absolutely fantastic as well. What would you tell them? First of all, stop Googling. (laughs) (laughs) Get a firm foundation. This program will give you a firm foundation because you'll be able to see the whole strategy life cycle as it pertains to project management. And then you can just study on pieces of it. And I hope you do join the program. And when you do, follow the process. Don't skip. Don't try to work speed ahead in the program. You will just get overwhelmed. Just dedicate time again for your learning. Apply and practice some of the learning. And again, iterate, improve, and involve. Don't recreate the will. You don't have to. This program is really structured very, very well for the reasons that were mentioned earlier. And when you hear Laura speak, she has these, we kind of tease her in our coaching program. 
do what Laura says. And I really mean it. She has the language, especially to help you engage better in interacting with people to bring them through that change. It is just fantastic in terms of how she communicates and provides just just those little sayings to keep you going. Pace yourself. Again, break down the work and implement the work in iterations. I would also say there are a lot of resources, which is why you don't have to really Google because the PMO strategies definitely already have had a lot of training. They have podcasts, coaching, and conferences that with, I mean, expert people like yourself, Amanda, (laughs) that I enjoy hearing and just incorporating and taking back some of those insights and applying it to and practicing it in my own environment. So, and it's really accelerated my learning. You want to make sure that you tie that strategy again to the business. You want to tie the business strategy to the project strategy and to how you get the work done through your project management practices. And you want to make sure that you are measuring whether it's working. Mm. And really, one of the underlying things and part of change management is that culture piece. How do we think? How do we behave? And how do we perform? It's really the key factor that separates companies that do it well versus others who really have challenges from a cultural perspective. You want to make sure that you think outcomes versus outputs. We talked about that earlier. And I'm going to say it again. Don't get trapped in conversations about the delivery methods, agile, waterfall, or any magic technologies. They're all important, but the teams get to decide what they do, how they do it, what they use to do it. And it's just as unique as the projects are themselves. There are so many tools that you will get out of the program. You can customize them. I have, as a matter of fact, there is a key takeaway, which is a communication plan that I hope you will find useful. And it provides an example of some of the engagement and communication activities. And you'll see the key stakeholders as well. So I hope you'll find that information useful. I leverage the tools all the time so you can tailor them, but don't skip assessment tools. Very important. Mm -hmm. And then finally, talked a lot about mindset. Really, that's the foundation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You want to focus on commitment, not really motivation, because sometimes you just don't feel like it, right? But are you focused enough and committed to what the organization in your team is trying to achieve to move it forward? Like today, I'm here today, right? And I can tell myself that, oh, I don't speak well. I don't want to do it. Really, I'm here. I'm doing it. Break free of limiting thought. Just do it and you practice it again. It really will help increase your your confidence. Test and learn. I love that phrase. Test and learn, right? We focus on perfection. No. Dust and learn. And as Laura says, ask for forgiveness later. <laughs> oh, yeah. Take that initiative. And, and to be fair, I, I wish our um, community were really drinking that because their leaders want us to have that initiative. That's an amazing touch point that will add absolutely. And the final two points I want to leave you with is it's all about change. Mm. Projects are, again, the major vehicles for change. Otherwise, you're doing operational types of activity, yeah. but you don't do the change without people, without mm. good data. So you have to do that research and you don't do that alone. And it's the transition, not change, that people resist. It is the transition. We're moving from a current state. So it's the transition, not the change, that people resist which is why that culture element is very Mm -hmm. important in how we think and how we 
okay because ultimately how we do those things impact meeting those, realizing or meeting the outcomes that are driving the value that we say we want for the organization and for the people that we want to help. And I do want to encourage you, don't get hung up on the cost of the program. Start using the word invest. Mm. And even when you seek reimbursement from your employer, like I did, the word was an, it was an investment. Mm. And as you heard at the very beginning, my deputy chief of uh, strategy found the value of that investment and again has committed to continue to support uh, my development by reimbursing the funds. Yeah, they see that the business benefit as well as the human and the development benefit. Exactly as you said, Willard, it's an investment. It pays dividends. It's fantastic. Um, well, it's been absolutely fabulous. Your insights have been amazing. I completely agree and see where you've come from, the foundational parts of changing that mindset and the impact we've had. And that's what we're all about at the Impact Summit as well. So your perspectives are, are well heralded and should be listened to. It'd be absolutely wonderful speaking to you today. I hope more people get to listen to the insights that you bring and further keep connected. And we should stay all keep connected across the network and assist each other in developing and impacting the program and PMO community. But thank you for your time today. It's been fabulous. Thank you, Amanda. Pleasure. Okay, Impact Driver, that's it for this episode. I hope you are inspired and have started to think a little bit differently about the mindset shifts you need to make to accelerate your career and your impact in your organization. I'm so incredibly proud of Willetta and I'm just so grateful that I get to share my platform with her so that she can let her voice sing loud and proud everywhere in the world. Great job, Willetta. I'm endlessly proud of you. That's it for this episode. I'll see you next week. We are going to have another Impact Accelerator Mastermind student spotlight, and I can't wait to hear what you think. If you're interested in learning more about the Impact Engine system and our Impact Accelerator Mastermind, and you want to join Willetta and some of the other students that we're going to be highlighting over the next few weeks, just go to pmostrategies.com forward slash IES. That's pmostrategies.com forward slash IES. You'll hear a very different story and a different perspective next week, but the same game changer wins. I can't wait to share it with you. Make sure you hit subscribe and download these podcast episodes so they are with you no matter where your high impact journey takes you. Bye-bye for now.